0: You, you join Harry and Ollie, no Harper today, he's busy.
1: Just a Harry and Ollie special, really, isn't it?
0: And, you know, we just recorded a pretty good intro, in my opinion, um, which we had to scrap. Um, yeah. So this is know. our second intro, you know?
1: In uh, times of trouble come great works of art, so it's that's true. what Maybe, this podcast going to be.
0: Well, you know, was were we always destined to record that? intro wrong was there a reason
1: oh predestination is it a thing you know i don't know
0: does anyone know really
1: does anyone know if you think
0: you know get in touch
1: yeah get in touch email in
0: tell us why you do or don't believe that everything's pre-planned everything has its reason or does everything just happen and that's that
1: actually that actually you know what that genuinely leads on perfectly to what i wanted to first discuss oh because i don't know if you knew harry but i did a level religious studies and one thing you learn about is uh the ideas of predestination and the ideas of freedom of choice and there's one philosopher who i've completely forgotten who says there is no such thing as complete free will because without the urges that our bodies give us uh, no, because of the urges that our bodies give us it means that we don't have complete freedom and he, Wow. He, he used the example, Harry, so imagine you don't have any, any urges at all and you have a menu in a restaurant that has every dish in the world, he says if you had that menu, you wouldn't pick anything because you have two, you have so much freedom that you have no desire to have anything
0: that, wow that's a really good point, cause, yeah, without, it, it's like I guess it, I guess it'd be like a baby, right? If you give a menu to a newborn baby, for yeah. a start, I wouldn't understand what it was. But if you get rid of that point, it would kind of just slap on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, would, it just... would have no, it would have no concept of what each thing was, and it would have no, yeah, it would have no preconceived idea of what each thing was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would. I don't think it would be possible for it to make a choice.
1: That's... No, because it's got it's got too much choice. That's the issue. It's too free to have any sort of. So that's why he says there's no such thing as complete freedom because, you've always got you know you've always got something inside you, whether it's a chemical imbalance or whatever, telling you that you want something or you need something and things like that.
0: Wow, I actually really like that.
1: And it, it leads on perfectly, because today I wanted to ask you, Harry, because I, I saw it on the news this morning, and this is literally the only reason why I saw it on the news this morning. I saw people getting their A-level results today.
0: They're right. getting
1: A-level results for exams that they didn't even sit.
0: I know. It's and a bit...
1: I thought we could just discuss maybe just well, the I... peculiarness of it and things like that.
0: What I was thinking about is, as well, because I saw the GCSE results as well, is that, um, for me, in, in maths... Um, if this if this had happened to me, I would have passed everything apart from maths, yeah because I'd just about scraped by in all the other subjects um, but in maths I'd never passed the maths test, so according to stats, I would have failed, but that's, I managed to get a six on the exam
1: that's the same with me in English language. I got a two in my mock exam. I did awful, but then literally in the actual exam I got a six. And so. I, I, because I remember I was talking to, I think I spoke to my mum about this, about how I think the handling of it has been very poor by the government. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be here and bash the government, you know, for an hour. Okay. But I'm thinking, uh, the, my reasoning is because if you look at the Premier League football, right. they put it on hold. They said, we'll put it on hold and we'll do it when we can, when we can. Yeah. Whereas with school, with people's education, they just said, bung it, scrap it, we'll just use an algorithm to work it all out. And yeah. reports are coming out to say that up to 40% of students will not get their predicted grades in A level. And I thought, that's quite a high amount. I thought, but I sat there first of all and I said, I don't actually think, I know they're complaining, but in reality, that's probably, you know, that could be a number that is quite realistic of the amount of people that wouldn't. Get their predicted grades, yeah. But then also, it's the fact that they didn't get to sit the exam at all, and I they know didn't get
0: the chance to prove their intelligence. Their exactly. intelligence was in shoot uh, was assumed by uh, by a computer.
1: And also, they, they they say that oh, if you want, you can just sit the exam in September. Now, see what I think they should have done is they should have because we both go to university, and yeah. overall, you only actually spend about six months at the university itself of the whole year. Yeah, because you don't spend remember, that much time
0: there. You like, don't even
1: spend that much time.
0: For nine grand, you, you really aren't there that
1: much. No, and also, we're on a course where you have to go in every day. Yeah. Whereas there are lots of courses where you don't. You get one, a day off a week or maybe two days off a week and things like that. So the thing is, they could easily have pushed the A-levels back and just been like, right, you get a couple more months to revise. Sit them either... Uh, around now, when things are opening up a bit more, or in September, because realistically, when you're in an exam hall, you're quite distanced anyway.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So,
1: And they could have then, you know, just pushed them back a bit going to uni, and then they could have left, because our uni, our actual end date, was beginning of June. To
0: be honest, I don't see it would be that difficult for them to have just had the exams. When you consider... So, my, my exam... I can't say for A-levels, but for my GCSE, we, they could sit sort of the majority of the year in the whole hall, and that was with, like, maybe a metre and a half's distance. Yeah. So, if you pushed that to two metres, you wouldn't lose that many seats in the exam hall, and you just do it in section... Well, well exam takes, like, three hours tops, right? Yeah. So, a couple three-hour slots, uh, you could get two exams sat in a day of six hours, or you could push it to 18 hours if you paid a second set of examiners to come in. I don't see how it would have been too difficult for them to have sat the exams. See, um, and especially th- if, like, your idea, even if they let them wait a few months and then... Yeah. Yeah.
1: The thing is, it's not the fact that they didn't give the exams. It's the fact that they almost pretty much straight away just said, we're not doing them. They didn't yeah. give any... Yeah time to work out what they could do they just straight away pretty much said we're not we're not doing them and also the thing is th- there are lots of different types of students there are students who you know they they work hard throughout the whole school and they do great in the exams for students who work they work hard throughout the whole school and they do bad in exams yeah. they're not people who aren't good at, at exams there's also students who was a bit like this is a lot like me who even at a level my geography a level I got no higher than a D before I sat my actual exam, and in the actual exam, I got a C in the end. Yeah, that. Was and there's me. a lot of students who. It's when like, it's when the actual day comes to it, they're able to just, you know, pull it out of the bag and actually get it done. And the thing is, the other issue I also had was with was the coverage of this, where, because I watched it, I watched it on Good Morning Britain. I know not always the most reliable news source, but you know. It was all right because Piers wasn't be on happy. this morning. It was uh, it was Sean, so it was fine. No Piers today, uh, and they what they did was they only covered every student they covered opening their results. They said, "So what were you predicted? What were you predicted grades? It would be three A's. They all said three A's. Some said two A stars and an A." That's not the type of people you should be covering in this sort of situation. You no. will be covering the grinders, okay? The ones, the Bs and the Cs, maybe the Ds, those sort of areas. They're the ones who are going to be most affected by this. Because the A-star yeah, students, in They reality, aren't going to take
0: that much of a fall. If, if you were predicted mostly A-stars, the worst you're going to get probably is an A. Exactly. Which is still not bad. Whereas if you were predicted Cs then you could get, like, slapped with, like, a low D.
1: Exactly. And the thing is, we're not saying... We're not pushing away the fact that A... You know, we're not saying that A-star students don't work hard. They work, if not harder than everyone else. It's the yeah. fact that they also, more than average, are more naturally intelligent oh, than, sure, the, yeah. than the B and the C students. And also, the B and the C students, uh, they're more likely to... From my own, from what I saw at school, you're more likely to get someone who's predicted a B to then get an E than someone who's predicted an A star to get an A. Someone predicted an A star, they only give you that if they know for certain you're going to get that. And it depends yeah. what school you go to. Because my school in particular usually gave people predicted grades lower than actually what they thought they'd get. Because then when you get higher than that, they could put on their off report that they've got people progressing. Yeah, that's further. what my school did, yeah. So... It's just, I didn't think it was very good the way they handled it. And also, I get that, you know, they had to do something. But what they did was just lazy, if anything. And uh, if you're out there and you're getting your A-levels, you didn't get what you thought you'd get. You can sit the exam in September. Which is less than a month, but it's fine. So, (laughs) don't worry. I only started revising for my A-levels like a couple of weeks before I had them. So, it's fine. You'll be fine. You'll live. You'll live. You will live you will not levels at the end of the day.
0: You know, you probably won't even remember it in a few years. Exactly. You've got someone to say, yeah, hey, remember that time they predicted our grades? And you're like, oh, yeah. I really cared at the time, but actually, I didn't
1: need to. One thing they did say, though, uh, I think it might have been an MP said, it might have been a Tory MP as well. He said, uh, one thing that it's not fair to do is to let the teachers give out the grades. And I thought, I do actually agree with that. I don't think it's yeah. fair if they left it to the teachers, which I think was initially what they were going to do. Because there when can you be a have bias, that, then. when you have yeah, when you have it with just leaving it to a person, they have bias against a the student. They may dislike a certain student despite the fact they're quite clever. Was this how and, we
0: linked into this subject? You thought about the bias of the teacher after we talked about the subconscious bias? Oh, of humans.
1: I didn't actually, but maybe. Well, it was predestination. Maybe it was already determined as soon as I started thinking about predestination, the predestinated unbiased of a well bias of a teacher of anything. Um, and he sa- they said that it wouldn't be fair for the students who took their A levels last year, which was me. I don't know if you did A levels. Did you do A levels?
0: No, I did a uh, diploma, and all my assessments were practical. So, that's fair. I do not really have any experience with. A level exams or anything.
1: So, yeah, you said it would be more more unfair for people who did them last year, and more unfair for people who do them next year because they're going to be compared against the people who do them this year, despite the fact they didn't actually do an exam. And I thought that's that was quite, quite fair to say.
0: That's quite a good point. Yeah.
1: Um, I think at the end of the day, everyone should have they should have been given the opportunity at least. And one thing my mum said, which was, you know, if you because I remember saying this uh, a while ago. I said you could you could easily set up an online system where you open it and then you have two hours to complete this paper online and you're not allowed to open any other tabs and it locks your computer just on that. And then once the two hours are up, it locks the exam and gets sent away. I remember someone said, well, you can just check your book. The thing is, if you have a book of notes and you're in a two-hour exam... You do not have time to check your notes while doing the exam. Yeah, so I guess you could use done. a
0: phone, right? Or a second laptop.
1: You could, but even then, again, you're, you're going to be spending time reading your question, think about how to answer it, reading your phone. It's going to take longer overall. Yeah. It would take longer than two hours to actually complete the exam, and you're probably not going to get 100% still. Um, but, yeah, I just thought the way they handled it wasn't good.
0: No, no, it wasn't.
1: But, you Good know, luck that's to everyone life. out there with
0: their A level results. Um, exactly. Any, we'll, well, whatever uh, results you're getting, not even A uh, level. Level yeah. 3 diplomas. College results. Um, is there a B tech for A level?
1: B tech for A level? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Don't, don't B level? So. I mean, there are B techs, but I don't know about that. At my school in particular. That.
0: Whatever you're doing, your, your practical course, your whatever.
1: Yeah, whatever you're doing. Good luck.
0: If you're... Well, I don't think luck's going to work now, but, you know... oh well, yeah. Commiserations know. or... Congratulations. Con- congratulations. Yeah. Well done. Or... better luck next time. Either way... Buster.
1: To quote a wise man, everything turns out good in the end. And if it isn't good, it isn't the end. Who said that? <laughs> it was 2D from Gorillas actually. But... Oh. Quite insightful, actually. I was like, "I'll, I'll take that, and I will use it whenever I can." Anyway, to uh, move on to well, to nothing because you have nothing planned. We just no, we don't have anything planned, but
0: we haven't asked the important question yet. So we'll do it at fifteen minutes. Oh, um, so I can ask.
1: I sort of can, right? First of all, what do you have for
0: breakfast this morning? what did you have this morning for your nice breakfast?
1: I had a, a bowl of cornflakes.
0: No way. Did you have a bowl of cornflakes as well? I had a bowl of cornflakes as well. I've been on a real cornflake um love at the moment, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, cornflakes are something you can... are You can eat a lot of them and not feel very full, I feel.
0: No, but also, you don't have to eat until the afternoon. Because for some reason, cornflakes are quite filling. Yet, yeah, they don't make you feel full.
1: Yeah, I get that. They give you, yeah, they give you a little energy, energy than they
0: for the day, you know. Did you have anything on your cornflakes? I had a bit of honey.
1: I didn't. I leave. I like my cornflakes naked. I like them natural.
0: You see, I, I can see why. I do like a naked cornflake, as you put it, but um, a little bit of honey on top just adds a sweetener for the top layer, you know.
1: Yeah. The thing. Now is,
0: you see. Wait. So what are you gonna say?
1: I was gonna say cornflakes are a dangerous cereal though, as well, because when they're when they're dry, specifically when you've just put the milk on. And I don't know if you're, a, if you're Are you someone who You well, put this the milk on And you mix it in Or do you just uh, go straight see, Because I go straight in I was going to talk about the milk territory.
0: You know Because th- Look I'm not a big cereal lover As it happens I go through phases Of hating it or loving it Currently I'm loving cornflakes But I don't like soggy cereal At all Like I cannot stand it So I put a very low amount of milk On my cornflakes Like I'm talking You can barely see the milk underneath so I definitely don't stir because I want to keep it crispy. Yeah. And then as soon as i pour poured the milk, I have to get into eating the cornflakes. Because, you see, you see, after about three minutes, they get a little bit soggy.
1: They do. See, I, I find it... I also hate sogginess, but I'm a freak, you see. I like putting on a lot of milk because I like that that flavour of you've you like got a load risk. of cereal and lots of milk in there as well. I like I like yeah. the milk with the cereal mixture. I like to have more milk than cereal on the spoon, you know?
0: Oh, no, that's definitely I wanna, not me. I
1: want, the, I want that hydration, that moist of the milk. Oh, But I know. the thing is, I also hate it when it goes soggy, because when it goes soggy, it just... It's not nice, when but... It's,
0: when it's soggy, it just feels like, you know when you're doing the washing up and there's a piece of food in there and it touches your hand? Yeah. It, it's the eating equivalent of that. Yeah, And it's just it's horrible. Oh, but yeah, my, my cornflakes, you know, there's a little bit of milk on the spoon... Just the tiniest bit, just to add a bit of coldness with the...
1: Yeah. You see... Oh, I love about cornflakes. cornflakes. Cornflakes are dangerous, though, because when they're dry, specifically, and you've just put milk on, if you put too many in and you swallow, that's oh, cutting yeah. up your throat. You feel oh, it's it. like slides oh. past as well.
0: Do you ever eat, like, I think it's particularly like bab and nachos. Do you ever swallow a nacho just slightly early and it just, like, yeah, jams in that. your throat? Yeah, it's and, and you just have to. You can feel it go all the way down, and you just have to keep swallowing until it like.
1: You gotta keep. You either gotta put oh. water in there. You gotta put something in there just to get it further down, and it's not very nice. And that's cornflakes do the same.
0: It is the worst thing. I, oh god.
1: Also, you I've know, never
0: had a cornflakes, though, so I'll watch out for that.
1: You you gotta be careful, especially because sometimes you get a, there's a giant cornflake that just appears out of nowhere, as well sometimes, but. The, what well, the thing is, uh I don't know if you get this. When I eat cornflakes and it only happens with cornflakes, sometimes it makes my teeth feel weird. Like when I'm biting into a cornflake, it feels it feels like it is Oh
0: no, like no, a no, I do pain, know what you mean. Yeah. And I, only no, we're not pain, but I I feel like it's a little bit spongy.
1: Yeah, almost like, I mean, a, like almost like an itch maybe, but it's like in your <clears> teeth, <throat> so you don't know what no, to do.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: I only get it with cornflakes. I don't get it with any other food. Literally, no other food. Only I can when feel I feel it now, actually. Sometimes, I can feel,
0: if I imagine eating cornflakes, I can feel that. Yeah, you thing. can
1: feel it. It's very weird, and it only happens with cornflakes. You know, because I, I am a cereal person. I've had a wide variety of cereal in my time. Right. You know, I've gone from Crave to Cookie Crisp. I've gone from Crunchy Nut to. I think that's Special K once. I gotta
0: say, I'm a lover of the Frosty as well. Frosties are
1: oh, Frosties are highly fantastic,
0: highly underrated cereal in my you opinion. You
1: see, I like I don't like putting sugar on cornflakes, but I like Frosties.
0: Yeah, but this is different, it's different, isn't Frosty. it? Because the the sugar is is like married to the cornflake in a exactly. Frosty, but but the sugar the sugar and the cornflake sort of have a, a bad relationship.
1: Yeah, also when when you drink the, do you are you uh if you've got any milk left over do you drink the milk are you a milk mm. drinker You
0: see that's it depends if the milk's still nice and cold and it uh, also depends yeah, yeah, if, yeah. see this morning I drank the milk um because it, it was honey milk so it was very tasty but mm. it sometimes if it's just warm normal milk I I just leave it
1: You see I usually because usually as I said I, I have more milk than cereal I usually have a little I have a puddle of milk left over quite a significant one as well Yeah uh, and I usually I usually end up drinking the milk, and the thing is with Frosties, it manipulates the milk in a way where it's still good, but if you put sugar on Cornflakes, it's a sweet and it's not oh, it's not yeah. nice.
0: No, I know what you mean.
1: There's only one other cereal that does that. Tesco's own Crunchy you Nut. Know?
0: Because I've never had Tesco's own. My mum likes
1: to save money. She gets Crunchy Nut from Tesco sometimes. It's called Honey Nut, first of all. All so... of them
0: are like slight variations on Crunchy Nut, aren't they? Exactly. Because we it's, go it's to not... Aldi and Lidl, and they're something like nutty Crunch Flakes.
1: I hate cereal from Lidl. I will say that now. Cereal from Lidl, I've had a couple, and all the own brands are awful. But the thing is, that's the thing with a lot of own brands. and It's only specific cereals as well. Crunchy Nut, the one from Tesco's, it smells like... Uh, sweet popcorn, right? And it tastes a little bit like it, but it's so dry. When you put some in, it just gets so dry, and the milk afterwards makes you want to be sick. It's not good. See, that doesn't it, sound good. You it's can't... not like a cocoa pops where, you see, cocoa pops, they've gone a little further downhill at the moment because I'm not getting, a fan of cocoa pops. They're getting soggy very quickly now. Whereas before, for me, they, they had a lot got... of they had a lot of minerals in there, You know, they were they were quite. You know, firm and tough. That they stay were robust. harder for longer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are backbone. Whereas now they just give up as soon as they can. But are they calling, make the milk good.
0: Are you calling Cocoa Pops spineless?
1: They are spineless. They are spineless, spineless now. cereal. They are a spineless, faceless company. Cocoa I am a fan sort out.
0: of Golden Nuggets, but golden nuggets, golden nuggets are critical because there's a point where they're fine and they're nice and crunchy and crispy. But there's a point where they just go soggy. And after that I just can't enjoy them. But I recommend you buy yourself a box of golden nuggets. Um I will. They're a good cereal.
1: They're a... cereal it is an art form really. I do see it There's this have you ever met someone who puts the milk in first?
0: No. I don't want to.
1: I don't want to either. I feel like 'cause
0: I don't think does anyone actually do that?
1: I feel do like people... some people do. I have heard that people do it. I have never met someone who does.
0: But why would you do it?
1: If you put the milk in first, please message in and tell us why. Tell us yeah, why. I'm not going to judge you do. straight away because I want to know why you do it. Because to me, it feels like you're not getting as much cereal in then. Because you're going to put the milk on no. and you've got a bed of milk and you put yeah, the cereal on afterwards. F-
0: for me, the milk is always like judged by the cereal. So do these people judge the cereal by the milk? Do they wake up in the morning and go, well, this is how much milk I want. So now I've got to fill the cereal to match the milk. Because what I do is, ah, this is how much cereal I want to eat. Yeah. Let me add yeah. the milk to match. So how do they... They... Wow. They must be just backwired in the brain, you know what I mean? Just a little little something wrong. A little <laughs> neuron not, little f- not quite firing right.
1: Do you wow. have... I've got a genuine question. At the weekends, do you have any... Different breakfast? Because for me, it's the same breakfast every day. Then at the weekend, we have something different.
0: I've got to say, I, I'm a, I'm a real hater of breakfast. Are you a like, hater of breakfast? I, I really, especially when uni's on, I, I normally don't eat it.
1: Okay, that's fair
0: um, enough. But, you know, je, je, my normal breakfast is a mango. If we have mangoes in the house, which my parents try and get for me at the market yeah. on the weekend, I'll I have a mango. Um, and recently I've been liking sliced apple as well, um, because it tastes different sliced. It's sweeter when you slice it, but anyway, that's a, that's a whole different debate. (laughs) So I have some fruit normally, but that's literally more because I know I have to try and eat. Yeah. Um, but, but the weekend breakfast is where I thrive. One of my favorite meals. I haven't been eating it so much recently because I've been, because um, of the diet I've been on for, like, yeah. six months. So, and because my breakfast is, like, the epitome of diabetes. Like, um, oh. especially when I'm hungover. It, f- for a hangover, like, I, oh, I dive just into make it, myself... Dive into it. I'd like to right.
1: hear about this diabetic breakfast.
0: Right, so the first thing is that everything has to be fried, right? The, okay, yeah. There's no getting past that. It has to be fried in butter or oil or both. I mean... I respect
1: that. You're going all out. You're understanding that what I'm creating here is not going to be good for me, but I'm going to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. So the first thing is I love sausage, right? But I'm very picky. Yeah. I'm not picky, but I'm very, right? For me, it either has to be an expensive sausage or a very cheap one. Because all the ones in the middle are just, they just taste of pepper. They just put too much pepper in them.
1: I will say, Lidl. Uh, I think they do a honey and apple sausage. Mm. It is very good. Very high standard. I I,
0: I do like the flavoured sausages, but I reserve them for brunch and evening eating, I feel. That's true. I
1: agree with you. Breakfast sausage is different.
0: Breakfast is going to be a plain pork. Mm. Right? So generally, I'd like to go cheap if I'm having my breakfast. Yeah. So for each person, they're going to get two sausages, right? So we're going to... Out the sa- say I'm making one for me and you, Ollie, right? We're going to yep. whip out two sausages. Two sausage. We're going to fry them in the pan a bit, right? And if we're going all out, what I'll do is I'll fry the sausages. And then once they're all brown on the outside, but maybe not quite cooked in the middle yet. Okay. I'll put them in the oven. Oh. Right? Because when you put them in the oven, the outside goes really firm and, like, has a bite. But the inside goes really soft, which I think is, like, the perfect spot for a sausage. So... In they go into the oven, and you can just forget about them, really, um, until you're ready to eat. So next is obviously bacon, smoked bacon, just normal back yeah. bacon, not streaky, just that goes in the pan, Psss, sizzling away. I'll probably, at this point, griddle a couple tomatoes as well for a bit of health, but I'll still oh. cover them in, ol- in olive oil because, as I said, this is not about health, this is yeah. about taste. Exactly. It's about um that. So, if I've got any hash browns, then there'll be some hash browns, but that's just optional depending on what's lurking in the, in the cupboards. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a lot about what's in the cupboards as well, you know what I mean? You've got you to work with what you got. got. Um, all the while, I'm cooking the bacon. I'll make myself some scrambled eggs. Now, with scrambled eggs, the key is cream. If oh. you make your scrambled eggs with cream, it'll, it'll change your life forever. You're just you'll die and go to heaven and you'll see god and then you'll come back down and you won't be able to eat other scrambled eggs is that with with every bite genuinely with every bite yeah so put cream in your scrambled eggs just whip some eggs with some cream put them in scramble them how you normally would but you got to save that to the end really and cook them to whatever liking you have if you're a dry scrambled egg person or slightly wet i prefer mine dry i don't want raw egg
1: no, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a wetty. Like you a, a wet one? Yeah. I like a I like a bit of I like a bit of. Uh, I gotta say milk. they like look little more little appealing
0: bit. wet, but I'm not a fan of the mouth feel, you know.
1: It does feel a bit like baby vomit, doesn't it? When it's yeah, I d- I'm not but not it, a fan. It, it tastes nice. It depends what you what you mix it with.
0: That's true. Right. So next up, yeah. Well, next up, this really started at the beginning was the mushrooms they're um cooking away in a saucepan with butter get them going the bacon's done so we scoop that up we're nearly ready to build right we're gonna grab some bread we're gonna put the bread in where the bacon was gonna let it fry up in that bacon fat in the bit of sausage fat that's still in the pan lovely jubbly cooking the bread fried bread we start we've got to start getting everything ready now so we take the sausages out the oven yeah the eggs are basically ready so we'll get them off put them on the side. Meanwhile, the bread is fried. We get the bread out, put it on the plate. Grab the mushrooms. You throw them into the pan where the bread just was, and you just fry them off a little bit, just to get them extra, like browned up and tasty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes I put some brown sauce on them as I fry them. Oh. And then they taste like brown sauce and mushroom combined. Interesting. It's a good trick. You should try that as well if um you're ever in need of spicing up your breakfast. Um, and so, you know, next up we get the bread, so obviously a piece of bread, then the sausages go first, I think, I think this is how I do it, yeah, well, sausages go first, then I'm going to put the scrambled eggs on, then I'm going to put the bacon on, then let's say we had a hash brown, we're going to put the hash brown on, then we're going to load up the mushrooms, tomatoes on the side, next bit of bread on top, cut at a diagonal, because Ooh. you want to feel classy. Right. Exactly. You want to feel like yeah. you yeah. want to feel I like you just got that. this at a restaurant, you know, diagonal cut. You know, people can add whatever sauce they want At the end. In this case, I think I'd add a little bit of red um, and that's it. And then, you know, enjoy and it will cure your hangover like
1: <clears throat> in an instant. You That sounded like a very impressive breakfast. But the only thing about breakfast is for me is I love a cooked breakfast, but I hate cooking one myself. Mm. Just because you're hung, I'm hungry, and I might just want to eat food. Now, I
0: love cooking one.
1: Mine, if I have to do it myself, mine's a lot simpler. It's, yeah. uh, you see, my mum has has taught me because she's a master at actually making scrambled eggs in the microwave. Oh wow! I've never had, had a microwave. Red. You
0: see, so I've never experienced that.
1: Well, you see, my mum, uh, she does this at the weekend when I'm at home. She does scrambled egg and bagels, and that. Very simple, but very good. Very effective. Yeah. Makes me want to, you know, get my weekend started. And a bit of maple syrup on as well. She puts a bit of maple syrup on. You see, the thing is, for me, if I was going to do it, I'd do, I'd do the micro scrambled eggs, the bagels, and I'd also include the maple syrup, but I'd also would include some bacon. Now, I yeah. respect... The thing is, when when I think of bacon, you got your back bacon, your streaky bacon. I feel, for your... Breakfast, a cooked breakfast. The back bacon is perfect.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: The only reason I'm going to go with streaky is because I feel like it fits more onto a bagel, just because it's yeah, a bit and smaller, it also a thinner, and it's a, it's a bit more handsome looking on that bagel.
0: You know? Yeah, and it matches the um the maple syrup there. I think I don't think yeah. you can put maple syrup on back bacon, but you no, can put it on I've tried streaky it bacon.
1: It's not good. But uh, so so that's literally it, mine. That's very simple. And then you put you got a. Keep taking the the eggs out of the microwave, whisking and putting them back in for around a minute or two to get them to get them a bit liquidy, but also cooked through. Yeah, and then you put them on the bagel. You put your maple syrup. You put your your bacon and your maple syrup because then also you also have you keep an extra bagel as well. Okay. And you keep an extra bagel that's already toasted for afterwards because when you put the maple syrup on a the bagel, there's maple syrup seeping through that hole. You're gonna have a little. <sighs> bit of maple syrup left over, and then also you can have bits of scrambled egg left over on the plate. So you get that extra bagel, and you're, you're oh. using that to scoop up.
0: Intelligent.
1: And you're finishing off, finishing off your, your meal. Wow. I'm gonna. Uh, this is something that uh, a friend of mine has started doing because he's he's trying to lose weight, and he's this is actually he said this has helped him a lot. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts on dinner at lunch?
0: Mm, nah. Are you I'm not, not sure a dinner-at-lunch person? See, No, I'm a, it depends. I'm a 3 square meals a day kind of person, you know what I mean? Like, I'll eat, and my portions go up in size throughout the day, you know?
1: I'm not a dinner-at-lunch regular. Occasionally, it is nice if you go into a, a a family member's house or something, and they cook something up for nice for lunch. Because the thing is, when you've got a dinner at lunch, that leaves the, your actual dinner open to lots of things. You can still have something cooked then, whereas I feel like with a normal lunch it's quite hard to, you know, fit something in cooked legally. But when you when you have your dinner, you can have a you can have a boiled egg. That's a favourite of mine. Two boiled eggs. I toast. love a boiled egg actually. I also I love a boiled egg. A boiled egg is at the no matter what you've done in your day. I feel like a boiled egg can end it, no matter what.
0: No, for sure, because you just you've had a rough egg, day, you know a I mean? good
1: day. You just have a boiled egg, nice and you know you want it a bit runny. So you can... Or do you not like a running?
0: Well, it depends where I'm eating. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, the other night, I had just uh, boiled eggs, beans, and some boiled potatoes for tea. Um, And I had them hard-boiled then. Well, not hard-boiled, but like soft, hard-boiled. You know what I mean? So the yolk was still a bit soft, but it was holding itself together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is where I like them the most. But I, I can see... The time for a runny egg, you know, I mean, the time for a runny egg is when you want to feel a bit special.
1: It's very photogenic the runny egg. Yeah, but the only issue is with a runny egg is after you get through that yolk, you get that gooey egg white.
0: This is what I don't like. You have the little layer of slightly raw egg white white. in front of the
1: normal egg white, and that's the issue. Because see, what I do is I dip my toast in up until. That up until that yolk is completely destroyed, pretty much. Because you, know, you still have a bit of hard-boiled yolk left over if you've cooked yeah. it properly. If you if you don't have hard-boiled yolk left over, you're probably going to get salmonella. You've done something wrong. That's but true. what I do is put your spoon in. Because you always have a spoon with boiled egg, don't you? You just put your spoon yeah. in. I just I front it. I take it up. I take it on. I just put that oh. uncooked white in my mouth. I couldn't and do it. it. The thing is, because what I do is... I'll dip in one, finish that, Cause it's two, dip in one until it's gone, dip in the other till it's gone, just get the egg whites out, finish it, and then I've got nice egg white and some yolk left over to just put on the toast, or we'll eat with the toast afterwards.
0: You see, I love to have toast with, like, a mashed boiled egg on, sort of mash it down with a fork and create a bed of Ooh. boiled egg. Ooh, um, that's an idea. I might try and I that. like eating that. Yeah, that's, you... that's a favorite of mine.
1: See, so the thing is, I usually try and keep soldiers throughout. Are you just do you just have soldiers purely for dipping, and then like half toast for the rest?
0: I tell you what, I haven't actually had egg and soldiers in ages, but um, but but soldiers are for dipping. You soldiers know, I'll, are for I'll, dipping. I'll just they're they're there for dipping. You know what I mean? And then I finish whatever egg is remaining. You probably just put it in my mouth and eat it.
1: There is yeah. one challenge with soldiers though that I've noticed. Which is you get because you get two you got two ends of the bread bread don't you you have got like I call it like the bridged end because it goes up, and it sort of uh, curves round, and then you've got yeah, the I square sort of feel end. You, yeah you got the square end at the bottom the square yeah. end is very annoying in a boiled egg hmm. because it's usually bigger than the egg's width and it's hard to you know plunge into the egg get the yolk so you got to nibble the the crust off and then it's like a normal middle piece. But the curve, then, the bridge end, is perfect because it curves inwards and then outwards. So it, it fits in perfectly and you get you can get a good bit of yolk on that, but
0: The anatomy of an egg. Exactly. Right there.
1: There's a one thing that came to mind when you're talking about your cooked breakfast, maybe you want to talk about the favourite my favourite meal I've made ever. Right. At, at this is at university as well. You see I don't know if I've... I think probably well, like I have told you before. I haven't said it on the podcast. But I actually... Sometimes I make my own burgers.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, like with... With mincemeat and... Mincemeat, yeah. Seasoning and blah, blah, blah.
1: Because uh, I was trying to make... Uh, because a lot of the time I'd get mincemeat, try and make bolognese. But because I was quite new at cooking, I'd always mess it up and burn stuff in the pan and things like that. So I thought, well, I've still got mincemeat left over. What's something else I can do with it? And I found out you can make burgers. And now i feel like i've almost perfected the craft i'm gonna go out there and i'm gonna say with confidence i've almost perfected the craft you see i've got my process which is you get your mincemeat you put it in a bowl uh you you crack an egg yolk in it and then you you mix for it to then be able to be formed. yeah because
0: the egg is a like a binder isn't it yeah keeps it you then you then
1: put it in half so you got you got two burgers form it in a do you weigh
0: your burgers are you uh, I
1: don't actually, know. You see, the thing no, is... No, you just go by eye. If it's Rustic. if it's for me, if it's just for me, I only use half of a pack of mints, because usually it's 500 grams. I use half for one meal, just because if I use the whole thing, that's four burgers in, from my portioning. Yeah. So half of it, I use it just for me, two burgers for me. You form it in your hand. My mum actually bought me a burger press for... Oh, so nice. I So I can use that. But currently, form it in my hand, handcrafted. Then you you put it in the pan, uh, you're cooking it up, but before you put it in the pan, you make your burger sauce. Now, for my burger sauce, what I like to do is, because uh, before I put it within the burger, I used to put some ketchup, some mustard, some mayonnaise in the burger so it would be inside. But the thing is, when you cook it through, the flavours sort of go away a bit. And also, I forgot to mention, you could get half an onion, dice it, put that in the meat, and then you got Ah uh, yeah, you the put you put onion in
0: fruit. your burger, yeah.
1: Yeah. So what I do now is I make a burger sauce by itself, ketchup, mayonnaise, quite standard a combination, yeah. and I put a bit of mustard in. But I you put see, quite quite I, strong mustard. I, I saw someone some mention
0: this on a cooking thing. He, he was saying you've got to put ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise all together and mixed them, and it's the yep. best burger sauce you'll ever have. And it I is. was like, I was a sceptic, and I said, you know what, I'm going to try this, and I did it, and no word of a lie, best burger sauce I ever had.
1: It is, it's fantastic. I like to use some quite strong mustard, though, because I feel like the mustard can be, it can be sort of cancelled out a little bit by the mayonnaise. The mustard the, is, is vital, you know? You've got you to get the right mustard. You see, at the moment, what well, since I've been home, since I came home over the last two months or whatever, we actually have this mustard called... I think it's called like... I think it might be called something like Tickle Master or something like that. And it's really strong. I know, it sounds a bit dodgy. Yeah, it, really, it does, yeah. It, it's really strong. Yeah, like I like strong mustard. Amount, the normal amount you put on something, you can't put on because it, it literally... It's too... It's painful. Um, but you put a bit of mustard... And then that's your burger sauce. You've got that there. You cook your burgers... Uh, Come remember if it's five or ten minutes, I think it's five, six minutes. One side, you flip it. Then what I do is I get my cheese. And you right. can have whatever what, cheese what cheese you want. What cheese do
0: you go for? Because I, for I know some people amounts. are are not a fan, but I like blue cheese on a burger.
1: Do you? I've got I've gone for blue cheese yet.
0: I, if you like blue cheese, then you'll like it on a burger. It's like a little bit salty, a little bit creamy. It's lovely. Go for it. Give it a go. Blue cheese on a burger is uh, beautiful, provided you like blue cheese, of course.
1: I've gone for a mixture in the past. I've, got done, I've done some sliced cheddar, put some sliced cheddar on there. I've done American cheese as well, which is like the plasticky yeah, stuff. Yeah, but which you know, actually is even though nice it's plastic cheese,
0: it, it does really well on a burger, doesn't it? You can't yeah. dispute the power of American cheese on a burger.
1: And I will say, I think it's called Dairyland. It might have have even been a Dairy Lee brand, but their brand of American cheese, burger cheese specifically, is fantastic. It's creamy because it melts quite quickly onto the burger. What you want is you want one because when you flip the burger and you're cooking, because you're cooking the underside and you want cheese on top that's going to melt slowly as you're cooking so then by the time it's on, you have the burger, you've got some nice liquidy, almost gooey type cheese that's quite creamy. And the thing is, I found it quite hard to find one that does this. But one that my mum bought, because there wasn't any of the cheese I wanted, she bought sliced mozzarella. And that worked very well.
0: I love mozzarella.
1: I do as well. The thing is...
0: For a while, um, so my family get a lot of food at um, the local market. Yeah. And they sell, like, um, it's like stuff that didn't sell to the catering companies that week. Oh right! So we can get some cater and stuff, and like they sell like pies that Marks and Spencers rejected from the factory. Oh really? F- like in terms of like good. they looked a bit misshapen or something, so they won't sell them. Um, and they go like really cheap. Um, but they came home with this like long, like um, cylinder that's probably about a foot long, of um, like dry um, caterers mozzarella. And it was, like, the best thing. You could put it on anything, and it would, like, melt perfectly. And it would get that, like, it would, like, bubble up. And it would get that, like, brownie colour that you get on, like, a pizza or something. But it would, oh, that was the best mozzarella I had. It was, phew. barring, like, just fresh mozzarella and just eating fresh mozzarella. I see, love. Yeah, sometimes when that.
1: I buy mozzarella, the trouble is like, I I start eating it while I'm trying to cook with it. It's
0: like a snack, you know? It it's is. Just... It's
1: hard not to eat it. You I could literally, right
0: like, like an apple. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, yeah, walk around with mean. it in my hand.
1: I think people would look at you weirdly if you just walk around munching on a piece of mozzarella. But who cares? You're Eating mozzarella. Who cares? My dad started putting mozzarella because my dad makes pizza and he puts. He started putting mozzarella on and it's taking his pizza game up a notch. I will say that now, Dad. If you are listening, keep doing what you are doing. Um, he's downstairs. I just go tell him. But um, to finish the burger, what I do is, so I put. Put the you got you put your burger. I usually put my burger sauce on on some of the bun as well. A bit on the bun, brioche bun as well. I will say that's now you have to have a brioche bun. Yeah, you
0: can brioche or one of those,
1: roll, but a brioche bun is better.
0: One of the ones with the sesame seeds, as long yeah. as it's good.
1: Sesame seeds yeah. can be good, but the brioche bun you get a little bit of sweet in there, and it's good. Yeah, you put that. So you put your your sauce on. Put your burger on. Then what I like to do is. I like some sliced tomato. like to put a piece of tomato on. I usually See, put... I'm a
0: tomato hater.
1: Are you a tomato hater? Yeah, I think burgers? it
0: makes it a bit slippy in the hand. It does I make it like a bit slippy. It does. I can't keep it together.
1: But the thing is, what I do is, I also put some gherkin on. Okay. Because i only recently, overlo- during lockdown, I've fallen in love with gherkins.
0: I love gherkins.
1: I'm trying to reduce it. Because you know when you fall in love with something and you eat it so much that eventually you become a bit sick of it? I'm no, cutting genuinely. back. I'm cutting back because I'm like I don't want to be sick of this because it's it's magical. And I usually put I like to put a small bit of lettuce on because I don't want the lettuce to just stick out.
0: I love lettuce. You see, I'd but I shred my lettuce. Don't know about you? I sort of chop it up into like like you know like how they have it at McDonald's basically. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. All chopped up like that. See, so
1: yeah, I might try that because I feel like that would work better. But you've got you got your burger, you got your burger sauce, you got your gherkin, your tomatoes, your lettuce, and then I just. That's my burger and honestly I know I make it myself but I will say it is fantastic. That
0: does sound good. So would you say that's your signature dish?
1: I'd say that's my signature dish or I'd say that or my uh, spaghetti with my pasta sauce my pasta sauce is something special. I will say that. I was
0: actually about to talk about pasta because as you know every day before uni Yeah. I make myself a fresh pasta. I wake up at Whatever time it is, and um, create my pasta for the day, basically out of whatever is in the fridge. Ooh. Like, if we have, you know, if we have tin tomatoes, I use tin tomatoes. But sometimes we don't, so I have to just cook up some fresh tomato and make a fresh tomato sauce, just like that. Have to cook it down with some with some onion. Normally some onion in there. Ooh. Um, or sometimes I have a pesto pasta um I'm you like know if i'm trying pesto, to keep it simple it'll just be red pesto with sweet corn um but yeah it's just like every day i wake up and i create a dish for the day
1: do you like what do you like more red pesto or green pesto
0: right now i'm a red pesto fan but it it changes you know
1: you see the thing is i i like red pesto more but i like green pesto because you can make a pasta sauce because with a pasta sauce one of the main bases usually is tomato, isn't it? So you got yeah. red pesto, has a lot of tomato in So you can't really use them both because it's going to just taste how it would already taste. With a bit of green pesto in there, it mixes in some more flavors. It does do yeah, that. Yeah, a yeah. little, I little I bit of like the
0: pine it. nut, a little bit of,
1: bit of like, basil in there.
0: Yeah, it's all of that. What's it? Oh, yeah. My secret to a really good tomato pasta sauce right now is that I'll use... Uh, do you know like the jars of sun-dried tomato? Yeah. They're in like oil. Oh, so yeah, So yeah. I'll chop up one or maybe two of them and I'll cook them with the tomatoes. And then if you're really... That's what I'll do if I'm trying to be a little bit healthy. But if you're really going all, all out, you use a bit of the oil from the jar because Ooh. it just tastes like pure tomato. And if you cook your onions and your tomatoes in that oil... The flavour of tomato just goes, like, up a rung on the ladder. It climbs itself higher up. And it's just... Oh, it's absolutely beautiful.
1: I I love pasta, honestly. I feel like if I had to move to one country purely for the food, it would be Italy. Because pasta, spaghetti, pizza, so so many carbohydrates. But it's just so good. It's so good.
0: I ate pasta almost every day for the first... Year of uni. And I'm still not sick of it.
1: Honestly, that's the thing that I feel with pasta. It's the one thing where I feel you don't get sick of it.
0: And even if you do get a little bit like, oh, I don't want pasta, you just change the shape. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want pasta. And then I realise, no, I just don't want the penne shape. So maybe I'll have spaghetti today. And then I go, oh, yeah, sounds good.
1: See, we got... uh, When when in halls, what we did was we'd buy... Because Tesco, we'd, we'd order a lot from Tesco online just because our uni campus is outside the city of Bath and you have to get a bus in. So to get a bus into town, then go to Lidl, then carry all your bags, wait for the bus again, get the bus back, walk back to your accommodation, is a lot of effort. Yeah, it's rubbish. So sometimes Tesco delivery, we did just go for that. And one thing that we always used to get off it, the first thing we used to get, you can get a huge, and I mean huge, bag of 72 chicken nuggets for about £2. Really? 72. Now, I will say now, that chicken has not lived a happy life. No. That is definitely a chicken that grew up in smaller than an A4 piece of paper and was stuffed through of, full of steroids and things like that.
0: Yeah, and that's not even really the chicken you're eating, is it? You're right. eating like the, the ground up carcass of that chicken yeah
1: you're eating its feet and stuff but <clears throat> the thing is if you've got to save money you gotta save money so that's the sort of thing that if you if you're saving money and you're like i need some quick meals sometimes go for that Has don't buy be a ready meal but there you can get a huge pack of a kilogram of fusilli for That's again, the like spirally pounds. one, right? That's the spirally one. So this year I haven't had much more than fusilli. And the thing is, I want, I want more. I want more shapes. I want a shell. I want oh, shells are penne. lovely. I want some. I want all of it.
0: I'm a big fan of penne at the moment. Um,
1: penne is the best, isn't it? I feel like pe- it is the best.
0: It is. For some reason, it tastes the best. It just. It just ta- it doesn't taste like other pasta. I have a theory for it.
1: I've had a theory for it, because the thing is, because it's got the hole running through the middle. Yeah. Some Sometimes the sauce, sometimes the oh, bit, yeah, of, a bit of oil, it, it gets stuck in there, so you get more, it bursts in your mouth, you get the burst of that flavour in your mouth, whereas I think, but it's similar with shell, because shell does it as well, because it goes inside the shell, but I feel like yeah. a lot of the time when you stab into the shell, it sort of squeezes it out a bit. But with, with a penne, it doesn't do it as much.
0: Shells always burn my tongue. Like, when I go to check if they're done. Yeah. Because they hold a bit of boiling water in the cup. Oh, yeah, and they I do, And I always forget. They? And then I put it in my mouth, and boiling water just pours over my mouth.
1: Even when you've sieved it, there's still going to be some in there. It's painful. One, I have to say, when I was younger, when I was a kid, one of my favourite meals was when, whenever I was ill... I'd usually have my mum would literally just make me just it was literally just pasta with some olive oil and cheese on, and it was a mate. I don't know why, but I loved it.
0: That's like um, very simple, like butter, but very butter pasta, isn't it? Yeah. Like when you just put butter in. I always remember um, like all the play areas in Bristol, the like staple meal. I mean, I can't speak for the rest of the UK, but the staple meal was like um, just penne, with tomato sauce, and parmesan. Parmesan? Parmesan. And, um, for some reason, that just sticks in my head, and it was like, really nice, but... Yeah. yeah. Damn. That, what I do to eat that again.
1: That reminds me of, uh, so, I went to Ask Italian once, the Ask Italian in Tunbridge Wells, if anyone's wondering, and they had, literally, they had a block of parmesan, parmesan. they just left it on the side. <sighs> They literally, I would have run off with it. You know, no, you know, the desk. So, you know, when you go to a restaurant sometimes, there's a desk, and they yeah. say, Oh, what table do you have? Things like that. On the desk was a block of parmesan. Like, they didn't have it anywhere clean, they had it on the desk where dust gathers and things like that. And they just, whenever someone was served a the meal, they just pick up this block, pick up a grater, and just walk up and say, Anyone want parmesan? And I was like, That's disgusting. I don't want your dust. See, that? Is, that is parmesan. actually a bit grim. It's very great. I
0: love Parmesan, though, so I wouldn't have been able to refuse.
1: I, I, the one thing that has just come to mind, I want to ask you, this year, what is the meal? And I don't mean the worst in taste, as in the worst in terms of, like, the standards you just set yourself. In terms of, if Harper was here right now, he would judge you to the end of the earth for having that meal. What meal would that be that you've had this year? so I, if you want I can say mine first and you can sort of set the standards so you, you realise right, what we're talking okay. about now just before lockdown at uni uh, when uni had been announced as finished we all looked in the freezer and found that we had a load of oven food and what I did was because anyone who goes to Bath Spa University or anyone who wants to go to Bath Spa University the Bath Spa SU shop in the is corner is overpriced it's overpriced. There's a freezer in there. In the freezer, you have some shitty pizzas. You also have some dinners, some pre-made dinners. Now, one of them is a roast beef with Yorkshire Whoa. pudding dinner.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And it's literally, you know, in like a film, in like a, a cartoon or something, when they've got a TV dinner and it's yeah. like, it's all in a plastic box and they are all each thing is like it's in a little compartment there's like sweet corn and then beef and things like that. It yeah. was that. And oh I didn't god. realize these things actually existed and I was like oh my god. And we I had that with loads of oven food and it was like a we were like let's just have the the ready meal feast. And it was uh it was not up to my highest standards I'll say that. It was uh <laughs> You know what? It didn't taste that bad. I will say that now. The Yorkshire puddings were okay. The gravy was shite. But imagine that, mixed with some fish fingers, some chicken nuggets, some potato Mm. waffles. All of these things were mixed together, and we just had it on a plate. And the beef, by the way, it wasn't like a piece of beef. It was like a sliced disc, like very thin. That's that's wafer-thin sliced disc of, of beef, and it was horrible. So Harry, what was your meal that you've had this year that you'd say was like that?
0: So I haven't had that many actually bad meals because I sort of worked out like a staple for what I would cook for lunch. And I just sort of ran with that. So in terms of you said what Harper would judge me for. right? And a few months ago I made this pasta and it was just vile. I just I hadn't put enough salt in the pasta water, so the pasta was super bland. Like, beyond, like, even saviour. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm used to putting a bit of salt in the pasta water, so when there's no salt in the pasta water, sometimes, like... Sometimes it's fine, actually. Sometimes it's, like, all good. But for some reason, this day, it was just, like, bland. So I didn't really like it. So I put some... So I thought... I put some pesto on it and the pesto wasn't doing much. And then I got this craving for mayonnaise. Oh. This absolute okay. craving. And I was like, mayonnaise can't be that bad with green pesto pasta. And I went to the fridge and I got the mayonnaise and I just had a little bit. And I, and I was like, this kind of tastes nice. So I dolloped mayonnaise on the pasta.
1: Oh no, this sounds disgusting
0: and I ate it and it was nice
1: <laughs> the thing is about mayonnaise is mayonnaise I understand that some people some people say it's like Marmite some people say you love it or you hate it mayonnaise is a very subjective thing for me
0: I love it. it's mayonnaise. very
1: much with some things it works perfectly and it makes it taste so much better with other things it tastes disgusting and it just it's, it's awful it's awful it's a difficult I genuinely
0: thing. think I could eat mayonnaise on most things.
1: Do you? Are you one of those yeah. people who could eat mayonnaise? See, I think I, I feel like it's a select thing. You have to get the right thing. The worst. What's the worst like food purchase you made this year in terms of like a maybe a condiment? Mm. Just something that you thought that looks nice but turned out to be bad.
0: Um. It's a good question. I'm trying to think. That's a hard one. I think... I I always get this problem with the meal deals on the pastas. Yeah. That they dry my mouth out. Like, they're quite... I guess it's the preservatives in them. They're quite chemically. They dry my mouth out. So, but what I'll often do is I'll go in and I'll be like, yeah, I want to eat pasta. And then I'll buy the pasta and I'll instantly regret it. Because it will instantly make my mouth go all dry and horrible. But... So maybe that's the worst thing I did because I definitely did that this year. Yeah, but I don't know.
1: You see, mine was because I watched Gordon Ramsay make a burger, and I saw he had mustard that was like squirty mustard, and I thought, oh okay. I thought maybe. I thought where do you find that? And I tried to find find it, and I came to Frenchy's American mustard. Right. Squirtable mustard. I thought okay, I'll buy it. Bought it. It didn't taste anything like mustard.
0: American mustard is there was zero not anything like English mustard. S-
1: there was zero kick in there. There was nothing. There was not the normal flavours. It's very tame, flavors. isn't it? It was very... Well, you say tame. It's, not it's like, very it's Americanized. Not like a, It's not like it just... a tame curry where it's like, you know, there's something in there, but it's mostly just curry. You know, the flavours yeah. that you're there for. It was shite. It was just... <laughs> Ollie, tasted you tasted
0: the American dream.
1: It's just it was watered it was it was a watered down marketable shit product that was yeah available for everyone, and I was like, this is awful I don't know you know i am not a
0: fan of that kind of mustard. I am a fan of New York honey mustard. Ooh. that's good. If you can get that if you can get the Heinz one, the Heinz New York deli honey mustard. That that's a good exciting. one it's a know? bit sweeter. It's for when you don't want so much of a kick, but you still want a good bit of mustard that's a good one to go for.
1: Are you a but normally I just fan. have
0: English mustard. What's
1: that? Are you a tartar sauce fan? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I'm a big <coughs> tartar sauce. fan. I
1: love tartar sauce.
0: <coughs> it's tartar sauce
1: with fish and chips.
0: Oh, oh. I I put ketchup on my fish and chips.
1: Do you, see, I put I have a, ketchup. And I'm there aware as well, that apparently
0: around the UK that's like a that divides opinion.
1: What ketchup or fish and chips?
0: Yeah. Apparently, like in some people are just like, why that's not a thing. Like, I don't know which parts of the UK it is, but they, like, refuse that that's something you would do.
1: Oh. Maybe I guess, well, maybe when you order I think it's, like, up north.
0: Chips. Up north, they think you, won't, <clears throat> you should only have gravy. Gravy Or curry sauce. Like, you you can't have fish and chips I with tomato sauce. I thought you were going
1: to say just salt and vinegar. I didn't think you were going to say gravy. No, that's salt and vinegar, mental. gravy Why or curry sauce. gravy with fish and chips?
0: You can buy Gravy.
1: Yeah, but what that's not a fish and chip sort of thing. That's a roast. That's a roast sort. It's of definitely thing. Deep it's definitely not my
0: kind of thing, fish. but it sounds very northern, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> have you ever got chicken from a fish and chip shop?
0: No. No, I have. Actually, I actually there's really a place I like got
1: chicken from a fish and chip shop.
0: There's a place that does like half a chicken or a whole chicken and it's just like nice. It's just got crispy skin and
1: I there's... like I do like chicken. I like chicken from a fish and chip shop and a kebab shop as well.
0: You see, if I'm a kebab shop, I can't help myself but get kebab, really. I don't...
1: I'm not a fan.
0: I recently had the best curry sauce I've had in my life. Did you? Yeah. Um, It was a great experience, actually. We went into the... It was a weird night because i have been drinking all night, and for some reason I wasn't drunk at all. I just felt completely sober. Oh. So I was a bit down in the dumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we decided to go and get chips um, because these other people had come back with these chips and curry sauce, and they looked amazing, and they tasted amazing. So we go and get chips. And I was still trying to, you know, drink. Yeah. So I was stood there um, and I got my hip flask and I had a drink. And then the guy behind the counter saw, and he was like, what's in there? And I was like, what? And he's like, what's in there? You got you got cognac? And I was like, nah, it's actually just vodka. And he was like, ah, Smirnoff." I was like, nah, I'm not that rich. It's just cheap one from Audi. Um, and he was like, ah, well, you know, and I was like, it does the trick. And he was like, yeah, and he laughed. And then he gave me my, uh, my chips with curry sauce. Wow,
1: was it amazing?
0: D- genuinely, I've never had better.
1: I have not had. Have you ever had curry sauce from McDonald's? Yeah. Is it good?
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. My girlfriend really likes it. Ah, I've never had curry she sauce. She always gets York. it whenever we get nugs.
1: <clears throat> I, I had a similar experience in terms of drinking and not getting drunk. Actually, on my birthday last year. You know, oh. we've said me and Harper have said it before how we went out on my birthday. And I, honestly, I think I drank. Well, it was at that stage more than I'd ever drunk before, and I was fine.
0: It's was so weird, there isn't was, it?
1: It was nothing. Nothing was happening. The thing like, is, you just I feel, feel like,
0: like fine.
1: The second I step into a club, I don't feel drunk anymore.
0: No, I feel that, but I hate clubs. I can't stand. I as well.
1: I like a pub. A pub is way better.
0: I like to just sit down in a pub, and chat. One thing, drink.
1: a pub than the then a park. A pub than a park is. Oh yeah. That's ideal.
0: That's just dingus dream. You isn't go it? to
1: a pub. You get your overpriced drinks just to you know. You get your your pints in just to get you lathered up a bit. Uh, lathered you up. well you know when one of your mates is quite drunk and they say they want to stay there and they want to buy one more round. You just go okay. I'll take a free drink. And then you go to a park with your with your tins with your whatever and you just you sit down by a tree on a bench wherever you are and you just you chat absolute bollocks just chat shit and just look at chat the stars and that shit. oh yeah. it it's is like good. good isn't it?
0: it is the only way to go
1: and hopefully i might be doing that tonight but we don't know yeah well that's Got what you want parks involved but i am going to the pub today so Or at least i think so might not
0: be. i hope so i hope so for you thank you but i'm going out again this saturday so hopefully things go my way. You going to the time. pub? Um I don't know actually. We'll either go drinking just in the centre and just drink stuff from shops or um or we'll go to the pub one or the other. One's cheaper, so you know. Yeah, yeah. Um but I don't know what drink I'll go for. I might go for some rose this time. Depends depends on the weather.
1: Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not yeah. a fan of rose. I don't like You're not No. I'm literally it's literally I'm just a pints and some spirits that's that's it for me
0: i drink everything apart from guinness
1: i don't like guinness no i don't like guinness i tried guinness just because i was like you know my dad drinks it i thought why not i've got the irish blood i may as well just have a go see if it's nice and it was so thick but so tasteless
0: yeah, it's... You know, they say it's like a meal in a glass. It looks like And why like would I want to gonna... drink a meal when yeah. I'm at the bar? I don't want a meal.
1: I don't like being full up and drinking. No. Because it makes me feel like I'm going to be sick. Yeah. And, but you know, I don't I don't drink on an empty stomach. I'm not a fool. I just like a light meal. Something to help me along.
0: Yeah, I, I sometimes... It depends how long I'm going to be drinking for. Sometimes I have to go for a heavy meal because I'm quite a heavyweight. Yeah. So I need to get, like, well... Well, if if, if I'm going out and I want to get hammered, then I won't have quite as much. But if I'm going out and I want to drink all night, then I know if I have a heavy meal and start drinking at like six, then I'll be drunk by like half eight or ten, maybe like half eight or ten, half eight or nine, like four or five pints in. But I know that because I've had a good meal, I'll be able to like, I won't get blackout drunk.
1: One thing I will say, anyone out there, if you plan on going to the pub, <coughs> socially distance. You know. Yeah. Sit Please. with your friends, just in your table of four. If you're in a spoons or something like that, try and use the app. Don't don't go and up to try the bar not if you can. to go
0: to spoons if you can.
1: It depends. Support the spoons. Small yes, pubs. Support your local. I did go to spoons the other week because everything else was full, and because so. In Tunbridge Wells, there's Saint John's Yard. It's quite a, uh, which is a pub. It's quite a, a popular destination. And if there's space in there, we try and go there just because you know it's local. Support your local business. But it was full, yeah. so we went down to uh, went down to Camden Market, which is uh, a little market outside the shopping centre that has been recently taken over by a company. And they've they're trying to make it look a bit hipster. They've got things like so. Before it used to be loads of different shops. It would always close down, but now it's things like it says Argentinian Grill, burgers and chips, and that's literally like the titles and all of it. And then there's one that's just it's called Pints and whatever. And they don't have they have very like indie type beers. They don't have like mm. your normal. They have so they have one called Sandy Shore, which is an IPA, which is okay. And it was literally like nine, and they were already out of beer. They were out of pints, and I was like, "We were like, this is awful." So we said, "We'll go to spoons then," because they're already out of, out of their pints. How are they? How are you? How are you at nine o'clock? How are you out on your taps? That's ridiculous. Stock up. So uh, yeah, we went to spoons, but um, I don't know. Do you have anything else that you wanna?
0: No, I think I'm done. I think I'm I'm cleared up. we're at a good time you we've, know I mean?
1: we've we've filled it out.
0: We have we've managed we, it.
1: It's
0: quite effortless as well.
1: It was quite effortless. We did not have to grab for topics.
0: professional
1: very professional.
0: I don't know how we got onto food to be honest but
1: it's because uh, you said what like for breakfast and then we went from there.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot
1: yeah So wow this has been your Harry and Ollie special just me and Harry. There was no no Harper. Harper. No guest. Last time we subbed in Joey. This time we didn't. We Uh, went all out this time. Harper is away filming a short film, um, which the name of I've forgotten. Do you remember? At All Costs. At All Costs. uh, Being produced, directed by uh, our friend of ours, Jack Carroll, who actually made made the original logo for Straight to the Middle and uh, has actually helped a lot. Quite a lot with the, the podcast he's promoted it and things like that Um so go you know go check that out support them if you can I donated to their uh, go uh, go because I thought why not it'll be fun hopefully I'll get a return on my investment which will be in the form of a good film Um <laughs> but <laughs> other than that uh, follow us follow us on Instagram at straight to the middle email in at straight to the middle pod at gmail.com Tell us what you thought about the Harry and Ollie special. If you liked yeah. it, tell us. If you hated it, tell us as well. Do what you want. Harper yeah. will give be back. Us,
0: give us feedback.
1: This is a, a one week one off. Maybe this will be a cult classic of the podcast. Maybe all people say could be. we want the the Harry and Ollie special part two. We want it back. You never know. Yeah. You never we'll know. We'll have to
0: get Harper predisposed again.
1: We'll have to you'll have to get him distracted. But uh <laughs> Follow us uh, on Twitter at Straight2Pod. Subscribe on YouTube. Leave a like. Comment down below. The last episode of Off the Middle will be coming out soon. We haven't recorded it yet, so I don't know when it's coming out, but it will be out soon. Um, And other than that, yeah. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review. Follow us on Spotify. Do you have anything else to
0: add? Just that I've been Harry...
1: Just Harry and I've been Ollie.
0: Just Harry. And from us. Goodbye. I'm not doing it like up. I'm not I'm not screaming. It's a child. (laughs) Bye. Bye.